Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories, where we interview marathon swimmers from all walks of life to get perspective on how to endure, adapt, and overcome the challenges we face swimming and in life. I'm Shannon Keegan, marathon swimmer, wife, mom, and swim efficiency coach at Intrepid Water, where we seek to empower individuals to become comfortable and confident in the water so they can start swimming places. Are you ready to swim smarter? Check out my virtual Efficient Swimming Basics program at intrepidwater.com. In this episode of Marathon Swim Stories, we spoke with Paula Yankowskis, an endurance swimmer, veterinarian, and new grandmother. After completing the Catalina Channel in 2018, Paula became the third oldest individual to complete a Triple Crown. Though she doesn't focus on her age, she's happy to motivate people to swim into their senior years. We talk about how swimming keeps you fit, meeting kindred swim spirits all over the world, and when someone thinks you can swim across the English Channel. So you do. I hope you enjoy this episode. And Paula, what's your story? Hi. Um, right now, I got a tickle in my throat just because I have to talk. I'm sure that's why it happened. Of course, of course. <laughs> anyway, um, my story. In the present moment, I'm a um, married with grown children. I'm a grandmother now, uh, just for a couple months. I'm a Vermont veterinarian, and I'm a swimmer, obviously. And you think about, well, how did you arrive at this point in your life? And I guess it's all the experiences that you come through. There's a lot of luck involved. And then the choices you make. You know, I um, grew up in New Britain, Connecticut, and ended up in Vermont. Was never going to live here because I thought it was too beautiful. People should stay away um, <laughs> and just come and visit and enjoy it. Um, but the man I met here um, and married was not going to leave. His family has been here more than 200 years, you know. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, that's it. I think that more will come out in your questions. <laughs> yeah. Tell us how you started swimming. Um, I started swimming because I think water was always in our lives when we were little. I mean, uh, my cousin married a woman from England and when she moved to, and, and lived with, they lived in our house for a while in Connecticut and she felt that we needed to ride horses and have swimming lessons. You know, so we got swimming lessons. Um, I didn't start age group swimming seriously until the 11-12 age group because it was that year that the city of New Britain put in um, municipal pools that were four 25-meter pools and one 50-meter pool. It might be three 25-meter pools. My memory is not as good. <laughs> um, they're all filled in. That's I mean, so they sad. were very, it was really sad. I mean, this is 50 years ago. Um, and I did swim in college for the University of Vermont. I had seven semesters, so I suppose I still have one I could qualify for. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I always think I can go back. Um, I, I got mad at the coach, and so I took a semester off of swimming because um, I thought she was being prickly. Oh. It, it wasn't that big a deal. I couldn't live without it, so I went back. Um, and then, like, the went to veterinary school and they didn't have a swimming program for that level of education, but 
um, there were pools available. So I just swam to stay sane. And when I came back into life and start, started being a veterinarian and having children, you know, there's like 20 years of not a reliable pool. Um, I mean, I did a lot of swimming in hotel pools and that didn't last long. And I didn't go outside much. Um, one of my clients 35 years ago brought me to the Green River Reservoir. That's the picture in the background because he thought that I would like it because he knew I enjoyed swimming. And boy, never looked back on that one. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. You said one of your clients? Yeah, he had a dog. He uh, was bringing a dog in. Um, and we were sort of friends and of course in, in chatting, you know, he found out that I liked to swim and he said, and it was just one of those afternoons where I had the, the time and he said, well, let's just do it. And it was awesome. Um, so did you, was that like the moment that you started back into swimming then? Like, no, no, no? the okay. real serious back into swimming started when the swimming hole opened in Stowe in 2001 mm -hmm. because the act, the pool is beautiful. It's 25 mm -hmm. meters, it's eight lanes, um, it's clean, it's, it's airy, it's nice, um, and it's open all <laughs> the time. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to, like, try to go to the college that is, like, this two-hour window in the morning and two hours in the middle of the day and one hour at the end of the day. It doesn't fit with my life. Right. And the swimming hall was open originally from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. on the oh, weekdays. Wow. And you, wow. you could use it any time during that, that time period. And um, we talked them into opening at 5.45 a.m. because they started Masters at 6 and we don't have time to get ready. Unless right, yeah. <laughs> and they did, they accommodated that. So it's 5.45 to 9. Um, I, they're slowly reopening. So I'm sure the schedule will expand back to normal over the years. I don't know how long this is going to take. Yeah. Um, so then as far as your questions, you're probably going to ask. When did you, yeah. When did you start swimming marathons? Okay. <laughs> it takes all the fun out of it. If, if you well, baby, if I bait you. It segues into, you know, your swimming history when you're talking about this little bit of background here, mm -hmm. because um, when I was in veterinary school, I somehow um, qualified for work study but I convinced them to pay me to be in Vermont at the UVM Animal Pathology Lab for the summer in 1977. And um, of course I'm there in the summer and, in, and just enjoying Burlington um, because it was home, I like familiar. And the Lake Champlain was out there. And so I thought, huh, maybe we should swim across that. And so I talked to my sister and she said she would do it with me because we, we, we're, we're pretty good swimmers, you know, <laughs> we could do that. And um, knowing what I know now, I realized we knew nothing about that. <laughs> yeah. Because we went, we, we were careful. I mean, we went to the University of Vermont and this um, geologist professor helped us choose a route. And he chose the route between Willsboro Point and um, Shelburne Point. Actually, Shelburne Point's on the Vermont side, Willsboro Point's on the New York side. And he recommended it because there was no ferry lane there. Mm. And um, it was about eight to nine miles. And you go past Juniper Island on the right as you're swimming. And then you go past the four brother islands on the left as you're swimming. So there's always a little bit of land nearby. Mm -hmm. And then we advertised in the paper for a boat escort and got one. And he questioned us <laughs> and, and decided we knew what we were doing. <laughs> we ended up eating chocolate and drinking orange juice on the way over. It got a little rough. Um, 
my boyfriend at the time, who is now my husband, so he can't say he didn't know what he was getting into, um, was, was our crew. And, uh, you know, it was great. Halfway across, my sister swims up to me and says, I can't go any farther. And so I looked her full in the face and said, suit yourself. And then I kept swimming. Oh, I wow. looked under my arm and looked back and she was swimming again. <laughs> and we finished. Nice. Yeah, what year was that? Good. That you did 1977. That? Oh, wow. So it was just a one-off. And so we didn't really, I didn't really start the serious marathon stuff until um, swim the, the Kingdom Swims all opened up, the Vermont Swimming in the Northeast Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I, and I just, it's to my backyard. I just go to all of them all of the time. Yeah. Except this, well, even this year, the little ones that are starting up. Yeah, that's so. great. Yeah, and then we, um, we also um, were helping someone train for the English Channel. I and a very good friend got involved in that. And um, I saw how hard she worked, and I felt that would never be for me, especially the cold acclimation stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and so I didn't, didn't go for it. But um, when we were in Dover, one of the other crew people said to me, um, are you going to swim the English Channel? And I said to her, why would you ask me a question like that? <laughs> no. And she said, huh, because I think you could. <laughs> so then I thought about it Then thought, well, maybe I can do that. Because I was really fit for when we started supporting this swimmer. Um, I ended up dropping in the water and swimming a lot with her. Mm-hmm. Of course, I was wearing a wetsuit and paddles and fins to stay up. It's Charlotte Brin. Yeah. So, you know, swimming is good. Keeps you fit. Keeps you calm. Why? Wow, yeah. My glasses are fogging right up. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think you gravitate to the longer distances? Um, well, you know, I don't the thing I'll mention is that I'm um, an older swimmer and a slower swimmer and everybody, you know, all you people say that you're slow swimmers and you know, you don't know what you're talking about, (laughs) but I guess you do. We all feel relative in the speed that we have. I mean, when I go to swim the suck, I'm usually in the top of the bottom third, you know, so, so I'm there. And um, I think I like the distances because I just like to swim. You know, I have kindred swim spirits that I've met all over the world, and there's a group of us that just like the time in the water. And um, it, when I was in age group swimming, they slotted me for training for the 500 free when I was 12 years old because they said, she's not that fast, but she can just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that impressed on me to, to keep doing that. Yeah. How do you describe the feeling of completing a marathon swim? Well, it's just a solid moment of good. (laughs) It's fulfillment. It's satisfaction. It's, uh, I'm usually tired, but it's a a happy tired. Um, I usually get mildly sick for a a brief moment after the swim. I've never gotten sick while swimming. uh, Interesting. Yeah. I know I can't imagine vomiting in the water. I know it happens. <laughs> you save it for the end, right? <laughs> yeah, I, say, I do save it for the end. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> um, can you tell us about a favorite swim memory? 
My favorite swim memory. I've got so many. <laughs> you can tell us a couple. That's that's cool. Well, you know, okay, here's one. Um, when I swam in search of memory, um, it got divided into two swims because the first night that we started, um, there was a thunderstorm and it was bad. Um, just so you know, when lightning strikes a lake, it'll light it up way over there and you can see this big light. It doesn't light up the whole lake, but it lights up this section. Oh my gosh. So like, I hope you never have to, you know, never experience it because it's wow. silly. Anyway, they pulled us out and so we restarted the next day um, and it started at night back then. I don't know if they're going back to that or if they have already. I mean, some of you have swum it. Um, and I remember swimming along and swimming along and I told my crew that we had this little cat, we call it Cat Stanley. It used to ride on the kayak. Sometimes I'll still bring it for the kayak. And we had a light attached to his neck, one of those guardian lights. And I told them to put it on blinking when Grace Vanderbilt goes by, because they started us in waves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I'm swimming in the dark and it was beautiful. The moon went over the whole thing. It was just gorgeous. And I was, I love swimming at night. And um, then all of a sudden I'm swimming and I see the flashing light of the, the cat. And I go, oh, good, she's going by. And so <laughs> I turn to look and, and there's this, lit up boat because they really put lots of lights on their little boat and it's just churning along and it's like a train and it wasn't there very long it was <laughs> gone but it made me so happy <laughs> and uh and that night too swimming at night I love swimming at night but that was my first time doing it all night and I remember telling myself that you love swimming at night but you know like I was thinking geez it's been seven hours but you love swimming at night and then my watch went off. It, it goes off at 4.30 for, you know, helping me get up. And I suddenly hear this beeping, beeping, beeping in the, this night. And I'm swimming. I'm thinking, what is that? And I go, oh, it's my watch. It's my other life. Time's <laughs> <laughs> time. <laughs> and, and so my, my watch beeps to this day. I still have it set on the same time. And it reminds me of that swim. So I carry that. That's awesome. I like, yeah. I kind of like those, um, when you're swimming those super long swims, it's kind of fun to be thinking about, yeah, I guess, other people who are just going through their day-to-day. -day. I would do yeah. that a little bit during my swim. I'm like, oh, my, my kids are probably going to school now or what? You like it, you know, it's just, it's really kind of fun, but it, but it, it, it can make it that much richer. Like, I don't know that, you, I don't know, but you're doing what you love. I don't know. Yeah, explain it, yeah. But. It's definitely a, a love thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, is there anything you haven't finished? Um, yes, there's a couple, but the interesting thing about um, being a slow, slower swimmer is that the cutoff times are a real threat. <laughs> mm. But the way I look at them is that, oh good, I get to swim 10 and a half hours today, you know, before I get pulled. And if I make it in, I'll be all right. Um, and so for the, um, I swam Border Buster five times, and the day, the one that they put the ten and a half hour time on, I knew I would either make it or not because I swam it in less than ten hours and I swam it in more than eleven, you know, just depending on conditions. And um, of course, I'm swimming along, and at ten hours and twenty minutes, I knew I wasn't going to make it. But this boat comes up to me and says, "Phil says we have to get you out of the water," and I said. <laughs> Did Phil say specifically you have to get Paula out of the water? <laughs> it's like 10, 20, I've got 10 more minutes. And then he said, well, no. I said, well, there's, I know there's at least two swimmers behind me, go get them first. And so he went and then when they came back, it was still wasn't 10, 10 hours and 30 minutes, but they pulled me out anyway. 
Oh. So I, I finished that one. I also um, had the same thing happen in one of the stages of Eight Bridges, the one that has uh, West Point in it. Mm. And um, I was still making progress when they came to pull me. And I said, I'm still making progress. <laughs> and I said, so I'd like to keep swimming for a little while. And they said, well, and I said, well, there's a couple more swimmers behind me. You can go get them first. <laughs> I <laughs> so, love that. <laughs> they did, but I was still, I could still see, because, you know, you can, look at the shore and you can pick a pick an item on the shore and then you get past it and so then you pick your next item and you get past it and admittedly my items were closer together but i was still <laughs> making progress but they, they did pull me oh man yeah can you tell us about a swim that you're the most proud of i'm proud of most of all of my swims i mean there's a, a motivation and a reason to be proud on each one mm -hmm. but i have to probably point at the three River Marathon Swim in Pittsburgh in 2017. Um, and I'm proud of it because I went, because I had been invited by a, a kindred spirit swimmer who then had to pull out. Um, and my support person that was going to come with me died. Oh my um, gosh. And that was, her, that was her hometown and she was gonna show me around and stuff like that. Wow. And so I went and I thought, well, this is good. And, it was great. Um, Darren knew that I was slower and he mm -hmm. said that I know there's a 12 hour cutoff and I know you're threatened by it. <laughs> he says, but I'll give you 13. But I did make it an 1140. So there oh, I'm wow. proud of that. It's <laughs> wonderful. Um, it was a cool swim that swim up and down each river. Um, the kayakers that they assigned to me was um, Erica and Dave. Uh, Erica Flickinger and mm -hmm. Dave, I forget his last name. Mm -hmm. And they were just awesome. They took me everywhere. I think we went to Judy's house. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, the um, thing about the rivers was that I had to learn the names of the rivers and I feel proud that I know the names of the rivers, you know, the Allegheny, the Ohio and the Monongahela. The last one was the hardest one to learn. Yeah. <laughs> My kayakers would sing Manamana to me during that whole river. The uh, Muppet Muppet song. That's wonderful. Wow. It was wow. good. It was a good. It was a good thing. And the other thing about it too is that Darren had said that you had to dress nicely for the dinner at the end. <laughs> that would be a challenge for me. I don't worry about clothes, and so I don't keep a lot of nice clothes. Right. But he was yeah. satisfied with what I had. <laughs> my husband always, when I go and say, "How does this look?" when I try on something, he says, "Why do you even care?" And I said, "Well, why do you even say that?" And he says, "Well, you stand around nearly naked with people all the time." <laughs> and so, and yeah, it's it's all it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, that's wow. Um, nice one. Um, where's your favorite place to swim? Well, it's in the background here. Yeah. <laughs> State Park in Hyde Park, Vermont, the town I live in. I mean, you couldn't have a better, a better thing. It was tough until the water warmed up. Yeah. But uh, we're out there every day now. In fact, I'm getting my cap lines, and <laughs> goggle marks. You know, one year I got that and my sister says to me, what happened to your face? And I said to her, <laughs> I had like this new thing, it highlights to make me look younger. And she, and she looked at me and she says, it's not working. 
<laughs> so, anyway, our, tri our tribal markings. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's funny. I, yeah, I feel like the uh, the sunburn doesn't doesn't do good things for my for my skin, but but yeah. but the glow, right? You get the glow makes you look younger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, has their favorite event that you've participated in that you would want to share with people? Um, I have more than one favorite. Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, I was told that, you know, you could only have one favorite and I looked it up in the dictionary and no, you can have more than one. It's, it's yeah. Legal. I'm not um, a fan of I, favorites, actually. It's a, I shouldn't ask this I, question. <laughs> and I do a lot of repeat events. Um, and the ones that I gravitate to are the multi-day things because the community spirit is amazing. Um, for each of the ones that I have experienced, I come out a stronger swimmer every time I do it. Mm -hmm. um, and those would specifically be um, SCAR, the Kingdom, Skin, the Kingdom Swim Week and Cork Distance Week. Mm. Um, I did do uh, Sal Swim Camp at Sal Minty Gravette in um, Jersey one year. I only went once. And I actually thought I didn't get anything out of it. It was so freaking cold. Oh, but no. it was so beautiful there because it's like one of the, the third, one of the, I think it's the third tidal difference. So that when the tide goes out, it goes way out. And when it comes in, it comes in fast. I mean, so there was like this fascinating stuff going on. And I thought I didn't get much out of it. But when I went to Cork Distance Week that year, the water didn't seem cold. It was great. Oh. <laughs> you know, so I did get something out of it. Yeah. Uh, but you also get the camaraderie and you meet amazing people. I mean, I met people that were training for the arc to arches or is it the other way around arches to arc it's it's that amazing triath triathlon thing where they go from they run from london to dover they swim from dover to france and then they bike from um where they where they start in france to the arc de triomphe I mean, it's yeah amazing. yeah that is amazing yeah, I hear about athletes like that. Just, you know, your mouth, my mouth drops. <laughs> so anyway, I do like those multi-day weeks and you come out strong. I know people have said that um, Swim the Kingdom isn't as much distance as SCAR, but it is. Mm -hmm. It actually is almost exactly the same except spread over more days. Mm -hmm. And if you throw in the doubles, like if you do the double Massawippi and the double Willoughby, that'll give you 60 miles for the week instead of 40. Yeah, yeah. It almost makes it more accessible, I think, for some people, though, the Kingdom Swim Week. I mean, access, it, in its inaccessible location in the country, <laughs> the distances can be more, like, it's a great way to build, I think. And I love it, how... Yeah, you know, and your body becomes hungry for the swim every day. You wake up and, and it's almost like somebody else inside of you is saying, oh, we're going swimming. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how there's a couple times I've done it where Phil, I'd like, oh, I'm so sore today. I don't think I'll make the distance. And Phil's like, okay, well, just, you know, just give it a try and, you know, <laughs> and let yeah. me know if you need, you know, yeah, but you it, end up swimming is. in the it, whole it, thing because you just got started and that. It's laid back and then you can make choices. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They, they're definitely achievable distances. Yep. Um, are you a process or an outcome person? I think I'm both, but I love the process. Um, the outcome is so brief, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's the shining star that you're going for. And if you make it, it's, it's, it's done. But the process is a journey. I mean, you meet amazing people. Um, you do a lot of, of, of good preparation and, and training. And it's, it's just, it's good. I, I like the process because I have uh, an affirmation set that I, that I use. It's like a, 
things that I tell myself as I'm swimming, but it's a pattern thing. Um, and it gets me through a lot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the process, the way you learn things can carry over into how you manage things in your life too. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about that. How do you manage um, like adapting, changing situations? Well, I think the, the biggest thing about changing situations is um, I have made a new mantra, you know, like they say, get ready for anything, expect the unexpected, but I don't like expect the unexpected because as soon as you expect it, it's no longer unexpected to say, it's thrown in here, but um, so I say, accept the unexpected Ooh. and deal with it, you know, skip the drama. You're going to deal with it anyway, you know, and the drama is going to be what makes it not happen, you know? So, um, so yeah. In fact, you know, one thing that happened that's an illustration of this is that when I went on my Catalina swim and we're boating over and um, the, one of the observers comes up to me and he says, well, how long is this going to take you? And I just turned around and says, what kind of a question is that? Do you really ask that? I says, I don't know. I said, there's all kinds of variables. I says, if I make it in less than 16 hours, I'll be thrilled. If I don't, I'll deal with it. <sighs> and uh, we made it in 15 hours and 50 minutes. So wow, that's says, you, call, you, you called that right on the nose. And I was thinking, oh, he just doesn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, what, um, what advice would you give to aspiring marathon swimmers? Aspiring marathon swimmers, I would say um, definitely get involved in the swimming community because the resources are huge and the people are going to help you. Um, pick an event to train for, to try and, and train for it. And when you're training, make as your goals to swim strong and swim happy. That's how I sort my goals for training. Swimming strong is all the physical stuff. Um, and the, the quarantine we went through helped me get a good land, a land-based program. <laughs> Um, so the physical stuff and then the swim happy part is your mental stuff, you know, get that conquered and get it out. And you figure out what works for you. And that is such a vague thing to say because it's like, what do you mean by that? And I think it means, um, listen to people, um, try things and then find the things that, that, that work. Um, and when you do approach an event, um, trust your preparation. You know, something happened to me. It's, it, it started with the English Channel Swim. And I used to be a nervous Nelly before swimming, especially for pool racing, you know, in the bathroom every five minutes, you know. Um, and then at the English Channel, when we're out going boating out to the start, um, they asked me, how did I feel? And I said, well, I'm, I'm just like strangely calm. I'm just happy. I'm looking forward to this swim and I'm just so calm. I can't believe it. And I go into all these swims now, like just this weird calmness settles over me. And I think it's that I trust my preparation. Love that. And I, even at, at, at the eight bridges, one of the swimmers came to me. He says, what's with you? Aren't you even nervous? And I said, no. <laughs> so I don't know where, I can't tell you how to get it because I don't know where it came from, but it, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. And I think uh, it is trusting. Yeah. Yeah, tell us a little bit about how the pandemic was for you. The pandemic, the worst part of it is the uncertainty. Mm -hmm. um, I was in Lithuania on March 10th to the 20th, 23rd. 
Um, and I was there because my first grandchild was going to be born. Mm -hmm. I, and I missed it. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, Paula. <laughs> we had to come home because of the uncertainty. It just got worse and worse. Every time I booked a ticket, it was canceled, you know? Yeah. But the good news is, is that when we got there, you know, she was due on the 15th. And I said, well, maybe you're going to have your baby on the 24th because that's when my um, brother's birthday and when I was pregnant with my son and due in March, he says, well, it'll be on my birthday, which is the 24th. And so I mm -hmm. said to Sarah, well, maybe you're going to fall into the curse of the 24th. And she says, no way. But he was born, <laughs> he was born on the 24th. So that part was good. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry you missed it, but congratulations on being no, a grandmother. No. I hope to meet him someday. Yeah, 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 you will. Yeah, she had a hard time. The pandemic wrecked havoc on hospitals and quarantines, and she yeah. couldn't have anybody with her, her, not even her birth partner. Oh, my gosh. Couldn't speak the language. Well, she can, but she says she can't. She hmm. says the nuances when I'm under stress might just not make it to what I need to know. And Yeah, yeah. Anyway. He's happy and healthy. That's good. That's good. That's the good part. So in the quarantine itself, as far as swimming goes, like I said, I got a good land routine now. Mm -hmm. And we're back in the water. And so it's all good. So I can hardly remember. But I didn't like not being in the water. Yeah. I mean, my staff at work can tell when I, I didn't, when I miss a swim. <laughs> <laughs> like, Paula, go swimming. <laughs> yes. Yeah, hurry up. <laughs> uh, whose marathon swim story would you like to hear? Oh, there are so many people. <laughs> Every single person in this room would be fun to hear. Some of you have already heard. <laughs> um, but I would say what I gave some thought to this question um, is that maybe it would be cool to hear more swimmers that are also event directors. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like Swim the Suck, Kara Nazer, and the mm -hmm. Star, Kent Nicholas. Um, internationally, there's the Barn Ridge Robin Island Swim Camps that Tracy Clark and Rod Roger Finch run. And then um, Jersey, Sal Minty Gravette, she's an interesting one too. Mm -hmm. There's another subset of people. Yeah, can you send me some of those names? I got Kent and um, Kara, but okay. I missed the last two. If you could send those to me, okay, I'll look them up. Yeah, Tracy Clark is a Kiwi. And mm. um, the last thing I'll say about New Zealand is that um, I once said to my husband that I, uh, um, there's only two people in New Zealand at that time that have swum an ice mile, and I know them both. <laughs> and, and he said, why does that surprise me? You hang around with the most amazing people I've ever seen. He's a crowd. <laughs> so, and you are amazing too, Paula. No, I'm pretty quiet. <laughs> All right. Caroline, you're up on Thursday. Thank you for letting sharing your story with us, Paula. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I was quite tickled. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. We'll see you on Thursday. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Paula. Thanks, Shannon. Bye, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you'd like to be a guest on Marathon Swim Stories, just email me, Shannon at intrepidwater.com. Please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.